This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, September 8th. We'll start it off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league, starting off with our IL placements, outfielder Adelise Garcia of the Rangers. Was placed on the 10 day IL with a strained right patellar tendon. It's terrible timing for Garcia and the Rangers. Garcia is in the midst of the best season of his career, and the Rangers are currently fighting for their lives in the race for a playoff spot and need all of the help they can get. Luckily, they had some of the best available help lined up in the minors, as Garcia will be replaced by the team's number one prospect, Evan Carter, in the outfield. The number eight prospect in baseball, according to MLB Pipeline, Carter shot up prospect rankings after hitting 284 with 12 homers and 22 steals with exceptional plate discipline at AA this year. The 20-year-old left-handed hitter batted ninth in his debut and went 1-for-3 with a stolen base. Outfielder Joey Gallo of the Twins hit the 10-day IL with a left foot contusion. It's been another disappointing campaign for the slugger, and it'll ultimately end on a sour note. There's still a shot Gallo will return before the season ends, and he'll likely be ready for the playoffs, but first baseman Alex Kirilov was activated from the 10-day IL in a corresponding move. He had missed more than a month with a right shoulder strain, and Kirilov will platoon at first base with Donovan Solano until Gallo returns. And lastly, catcher Gary Sanchez of the Padres was placed on the 10-day IL with a fractured right wrist. The injury will force Sanchez to miss the rest of the season, making him a clear drop in fantasy. It was a great resurgence for Sanchez in San Diego, though. Catcher Luis Campusano will fill in at backstop every day for the Padres for the rest of the year. In terms of transactions, shortstop Bobachet of the Blue Jays was activated from the 10-day IL. The Jays were without their star shortstop for nearly two weeks as he dealt with a strained right quad. Bichet will be inserted back into the two-hole in the lineup where he'll play shortstop every day. Designated hitter J.D. Martinez of the Dodgers was activated from the 10-day IL. Martinez missed nearly three weeks with groin tightness and he'll return to DHing every day for the Dodgers. And lastly, starting pitcher Herman Marquez signed a two-year extension with the Rockies. He's currently recovering from Tommy John surgery, so Marquez will have some certainty in his future when it comes to his contract. He'll have a $10 million base salary in each of the next two seasons with performance incentives built into his 2025 salary. And in terms of news, starting pitcher 
pitcher Walker Buehler of the Dodgers will not return in 2023. He is currently on a rehab assignment after recovering from Tommy John surgery, but the Dodgers won't push him and are looking forward to his return in 2024. With a 7.49 ERA and 10 starts since the All-Star break, Michael Kopech will be removed from the rotation and will shift to the bullpen. Third baseman Josh Young of the Rangers could return next weekend. And lastly, outfielder Mookie Betts will miss the remainder of the series with a bone bruise in his foot. And before we look at the notable performances from Friday, have you considered getting PL Plus or PL Pro? It is the best way to consume content on PitcherList. Not only do you get an ad-free website, but you also get access to the exclusive PitcherList Discord, which is a lot of fun. And you also get 10% off of all items in the store, as well as access to premium content and tools on the website if you go for the full PL Pro package. And on top of all of that, just in time for football season, you also have access to the PL Discord, which includes QB List. So you'll have all of the football content that you need. We've got Sunday morning live chats, which helps you build your lineups every Sunday, helps you make waiver claims, and you get to participate in constant discussion about football as well as get some bonus content. Not to mention all of the fun we have freaking out over the MLB playoffs in October. It is all super worth it. I have been a huge fan of PitcherList even since before I started podcasting for them, but it is totally worth it to have full access to all of the features we have on the site. And you also get access to Nick's watch parties on Play playback.tv slash pitcher list over there you can join nick as he watches games and comments on them live and that's a blast as well so once again go to pitcherlist.com get pl plus or pl pro to get access to the discord for tons of premium baseball content as well as access to premium qb list content now we'll check out the notable performances from Friday a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start off with our hitters leading off with Willie Adamas in New York as he helped the Brewers to a win going two for four with a run, a home run, a double and three RBIs. He's up to 24 home runs on the year now. This one traveled 383 feet with a 102.2 mile per hour exit velocity, but ultimately it's been a disappointing season for Adamas. He's sporting a career low OPS and WRC plus and has mainly maintained his positive value in the war department via his excellent defense. There were many valuing him highly during draft season because of his obvious improvements since joining the Brewers and his 30-plus home run campaign in 2022, but Adamus's season-long numbers may be a bit misleading at this point, though. After a solid April, Adamus cooled down over the summer. From May through July, he went deep 12 times, but he batted under 200 and sported a terrible 70 WRC+. That cold stretch came with a 219 BABIP and impressive barrel numbers, so there was still hope for the future, and Adamus finally got back on track in August, but it wasn't until the 18th of the month that he really turned things up a notch. Since then, he's batted 294 with six dingers and a WRC plus near 150. There are few shortstops that have the ability to hit for power like Adamus, and with his batted ball luck finally turning around, it might be the perfect time to ride him through the end of the season. Jason Dominguez had another big game for the Yankees on the other side of that game. He went one for three with a run, a home run, two RBIs, a walk, and a steal. This one traveled 407 feet with a 102.9 mile per hour exit velocity, and Dominguez has gotten off to about as good of a start as Yankees fans could have hoped. The ultra-hyped international prospect had lofty expectations to live up to, but since homering in his first big league at bat, he has not slowed down. Not particularly known for his power in the minors after hitting just 15 long balls at AA this year, Dominguez has tapped into his 
obvious physical potential and gone on a homer binge. He's already gone deep four times in just seven games and he also added his first career stolen base on Friday. And after his successful debut, the Yankees immediately slotted him into the three-hole batting in between Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres. At this point, there's little reason to doubt Dominguez and he should be rostered in every league because there will be little time for the league to adjust and for him to ultimately regress. Additionally, his spot in the lineup will afford him plenty of run-producing opportunities. It'll be fun to see how long this hot stretch lasts and how far it pushes him up 2024 draft boards. And lastly, Carlos Correa had a big game for the Twins as he helped his team to a win over the Mets, going two for three with a run, a home run, a double, an RBI, and a walk. He's up to 18 home runs on the year, and this one was a blast, traveling 439 feet with a 114.2 mile per hour exit velocity. Correa has been the face of a somewhat disappointing class of massive free agent deals handed out to shortstops last offseason. Similarly to Adamas, Correa is sporting the worst full season OPS and WRC plus of his career, but is treading water in the war department because of serviceable defense. It's a little bit difficult to pinpoint precisely what has led to Correa's downfall following an eight year stretch in which he had a 130 WRC plus. Much of it can be attributed to poor luck and the struggles many star players face in the first year of a mega deal, but I think the most important difference is his passivity early in the count. Correa has taken more first pitch strikes this year than in any other season of his career, putting him in the hole early more often and forcing him to fight back in counts, but he might finally be turning a corner. Not only did his 114.2 mile per hour homer on Friday set his max exit velocity for the year, but he's also batted 393 in September and has already gone deep twice. If he's available in your league, his ceiling is worth chasing for the final couple of weeks. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable hitting performances on Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances from Friday, opening with Jamison Tyone versus the Diamondbacks as he did all he could, but the Cubs still lost. He took a no decision, tossing six scoreless innings, allowing just one hit and one walk while striking out nine. Tyone induced 12 whiffs with a 39% CSW across 77 pitches, and his fastball and cutter did work with the former inducing six whiffs with 50% CSW and the latter earning 45% CSW. But overall, it's been a disastrous first year in Chicago for Tyone. He owns the worst ERA and FIP of his career and has been one of the few weak spots on a strong Cubs pitching staff. Since returning from Tommy John surgery in 2021, Tyone has failed to return to his ace-like pre-injury self, but there have been glimpses. Like on Friday, when he had what can be considered his best start of the season, it was Tyone's first time striking out at least nine batters since August of 2021, and it was the first start of at least four innings in his career in which he allowed no more than one hit and one walk apiece. However, there's little reason to believe this could be a new norm for him. Tyone has displayed few standout skills, and his best pitches by PLV are his least utilized. Tyone will head to Coors next, and with the way his season has gone up to now, there's no way I'm starting him there. Yusei Kikuchi had a big game versus the Royals as he helped the Blue Jays to a win. He tossed five innings, allowing three hits, one earned run, and one walk while striking out eight. Kikuchi induced 13 whiffs with a 36% CSW across 88 pitches, and his four-seamer, curveball, and slider trio did everything he wanted it to do on Friday. Each pitch recorded at least four whiffs with a CSW of at least 35%. After four years struggling to adjust to pitching in the United States, Kikuchi has finally figured it out in 2023. His 3.57 ERA is leagues better than the 5.03 career ERA he owned entering this season, and all it really took was Kikuchi finally avoiding the free pass. He's cut nearly 2.5% off of his walk rate entering the year, and that has allowed him to thrive north of the border. The addition of a curveball has also helped him make massive strides. Kikuchi originally threw a curveball when he first came over, but he scrapped it over the next three seasons. He brought it back this year, 
year, though, and it's worked wonders with a 35% CSW and an 89th percentile PLV. A rough May made his hot April look like a mirage, but since then, he owns a 3.02 ERA and a 28.6% strikeout rate in 17 starts. Kikuchi gets the Rangers next, and despite how trustworthy he's been, that'll be a tough start to make because of how dangerous that lineup is. I think I'd go for it in leagues 15 teams and deeper. And lastly, we have Mike Clevenger in Detroit as he earned the win, tossing seven scoreless innings, allowing just three hits and no walks while striking out seven. He induced 17 whiffs with a 33% CSW across 90 pitches. Clevenger's fastball was his main weapon and his changeup worked well as a complementary piece. The heater induced six whiffs, stole 11 called strikes, and went for 38% CSW. Meanwhile, the change forced six swings and misses on just 15 offerings. It's been a weird season for Clevenger, though. The season began with off field controversy which bled into his early starts as he pitched to an ERA north of 4.5 through his first nine starts. Clevenger then hit the IL and returned for a trio of starts before getting injured again. After a one and a half month absence he's been able to remain healthy the rest of the year but it was clear the White Sox wanted to pawn him off to another team as he hit waivers at the end of August. Clevenger's unattractive underlying metrics though caused teams to stay away and he stuck with the White Sox. Since then he's had one start in which he surrendered eight runs and another on Friday in which he shut out the Tigers for seven frames. All in all, that adventure has led Clevenger to a respectable 3.64 ERA in 20 starts that seems totally unsustainable given his 5.27 XFIP. The only redeeming quality on his player page is an uncanny ability to induce weak contact, but other than that, this isn't a profile that gets me excited for future starts or for 2024. Clevenger gets a shot at another weak AL Central team in the Royals next timeout, but given the fact that he showed the two sides of his coin in back-to-back starts against the same team, I would not take the chance. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of safe situations or blew their saves. Pete Fairbanks got his 21st save as he recorded all three of his outs via the strikeout. Jordan Romano got his 33rd save as he got the final four outs and worked around a run. Emmanuel Classe got his MLB leading 39th save. Yoan Duran got save number 25. Trevor May got his 19th save and is on an 8.1 inning scoreless streak right now. Turner Scott got save number 6, Evan Phillips got save number 22, and Camilo Duvall saved his NL leading 36th ball game. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Carlos Hernandez pitched in the 7th for the Royals. He then blew the lead and was tagged with the loss. Adbert Alzale pitched the 9th down by 1 for the Cubs, and Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos both pitched for the Cardinals. They pitched the 8th and the 9th, and it was outside of a safe situation. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performance on Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PitcherList, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. 
Must be 18 year older, 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1 800 Next Step. In New York, call 1 877 8 Hope NY. In Tennessee, call 1 800 889 9789. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, September 9th, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Justin Steele versus Merrill Kelly. We just saw a great pitching duel in Chicago on Friday, and this one might be even better as Justin Steele has been great all year, and Merrill Kelly is an unsung hero of the Diamondbacks pitching staff. In terms of probable starters, we've got six guys in the auto starts tier, including both Steele and Kelly. We also have Kevin Gaussman versus the Royals, Logan Webb versus the Rockies, Bobby Miller in DC, and Tarek Skubal versus is the White Sox. Our probably starts tier has seven guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Michael King versus the Brewers. He's still getting stretched out, but he's been great in his first two true starts of the year, and the Brewers aren't a lineup that should strike fear into fantasy managers. I'd also keep an eye out for Dylan Dodd versus the Pirates. This is a weird one and somewhat risky, but Pittsburgh is the fourth worst team against lefties in baseball, and they're without their lefty killer Andrew McCutcheon, and Dylan Dodd has a great shot at a win as the Braves are an insane team that should have no problem taking down the Pirates. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would say Tigers hitters versus Jose Urania because he has a 9.82 ERA and that's about it. He's a righty, so target left-handed hitting Tigers hitters. I'd also look for Ramon Laureano versus Tyler Anderson. This one might be weird and specific, but he's been much better against Southpaws this year and has been cleaning up every day for the Guardians in recent days. On top of that, he has a 124 WRC plus over the past couple of weeks. Now we'll close things out with our release to watch. Emmanuel Classe has pitched in three straight games. It is all but guaranteed that someone else closes out a potential save opportunity. Who that pitcher will be is the million dollar question though. Trevor Steffen has pitched on back-to-back days so it's likely not him and Reynaldo Lopez has pitched in three of the last four so he might be out of the question as well. So I'm putting my money on Matt Moore. And lastly, Evan Phillips has pitched on consecutive days for the Dodgers so Bruce Argraterol will be the go-to guy in the ninth today if a save situation arises. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to pitcherlist.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. You'll also have access to QB List talk in the Discord, but that'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. 
This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.